Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And on this episode, playing, thinking, doing board games, of course, and topic of interest, Brian, what do we got going on? We got something new. What is it? We got the, we got the, we got the hype train coming down. All right. With those, with those, with those guys from Friday Night Games. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And welcome back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Let's start it off with some uh, thinking, doing, playing board games. And uh, Ryan, it's your turn to start. Sure. I haven't started in a while, so... Uh, one thing that I've been playing a little bit lately that I mentioned on the What You've Been Playing Wednesday podcast is I've been talking about a little bit X-Men Mutant Insurrection, which is uh, came out from Fantasy Flight Games um, this year. And it is kind of a dice-rolling Yahtzee-like game that gets compared a lot to um, Fantasy Flight Games' Elder Sign. Mm-hmm. And I have not played Elder Sign, even though I'm an Arkham fanboy but i have not ever i haven't played any of the elder sign stuff so i can't make any comparisons to that (laughs) but uh no this is actually a neat little little dice game where there you get like a whole bunch of x-men characters that you get to play with and there are some scenarios you get to play through and really what you're trying to do is you have a dice pool your x-man has dice uh, associated with them some special powers associated with them and really all you're trying to do is you're trying to complete missions and by completing missions you just roll a mitt full of dice and match up the symbols and use your powers to manipulate the dice and try to complete the missions as best as possible and complete enough of them you get to go against the big bad of the scenario eventually and then if the big bad wipes you out you lose and if you manage to complete so many missions you defeat the big bad and you win and it's a lot of fun. It's a game usually only lasts about, well, my wife and I have been playing two player and it's usually been about a half an hour, 40 minutes ish. Cool. And yeah, it's, I, we, we've been having a lot of fun. We've been finding it. Um, I don't know if we're playing something wrong, which quite <laughs> often times is probably the case. But then um, we're talking we're, to the right guys, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Play everything wrong. But, <laughs> but from what I can tell, from what I can tell, I think we play mostly correct, but we've been finding the game really, really easy. Even bumping up the difficulty, you can bump up the difficulty level mm-hmm. like on these, a lot of these cooperative games. And we kind of bump it up to like the hardest level and we still 
get walk away like pretty easy. So I have no idea what we're what, what's what's going wrong. Yeah, but you and your wife though, you guys regularly play Vital Asserta stuff, so you know. You got. Well, well, you gotta, I, I I do. I do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and and I, your wife is easily like. I mean, what you said, well, Merv. She, she just like absorbed Merv, and that's what. Well, 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 she, well, she, well, she doesn't consider herself a gamer, but yeah. <laughs> she, she she plays some heavy stuff yeah. every now and then. So just to entertain me. So I mean, given that context, I think if it's keeping well, you guys it's entertained, a, it's a fun. It's, yeah, it's a fun dice chucker. Is that the one with the little match, cheap match up the symbols? minis? No, that's no. Marvel United. That, okay. That's one of the other eighty Marvel movie <laughs> games that came out this year. <laughs> ka-ching, right? Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Okay, okay, okay. So there's there's my blurb about X Men: Mutant Ninja Direction. It's pretty fun. Um, check it out if you're a fan of X Men. Um, my side tangent here is that the X Men Marvel United campaign is like wrapping up here, and I can't. I don't know if I can do it. Like like the, the all in pledge right now is like four hundred bucks American. It's like stupid, ridiculous. You can do it. Now we do. That's a lot. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the Canadian shipping on that? <clears throat> An arm and like a leg. Pretty, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it's like two firstborns, and <laughs> it, it, it's it's like ridiculous. Like sixty. If you want, if you want the split shipping, like if you want just the early stuff first, like if you want split shipping, it's like sixty five American or something like that. And that's good mortgage rates too. So, <laughs> like, how many games? How many games can I buy for like four hundred American? But not that one. Stop it. It's X-Men and it's <laughs> killing me because I love X-Men. Okay, we'll Everything t- X-Men. We'll take your brain off it and we'll go, I'll, I'll punch in here and we'll uh, transition to another sure. dice chucker. Get, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no talking. Get, yeah. Acquisition I've got Kickstarter open right now. Okay. It's haunting me. Um, uh, <laughs> I had a chance to uh, contact the publisher, Analog Game Studios, when I saw that they had a game about coffee as I, as I bring my coffee up and have a sip. This one Lots is and I, coffee now. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like Kramer in that one episode where he gets free coffee for life. Um, uh, Latte Showdown, or sorry, I can't even speak properly. Latte Throwdown, uh, designed by Corey Keller, and as I said, Analog Game Studios. Um, off the start, I mean the 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 box itself. There's a lot of coffee beans. There's a awesome latte with a nice. With a with the the barista kind of artistic flair to it on the top, uh, I mean that box cover right there would sell me in an instant. So what it is, it's a uh, it's a dice recipe like a dice checker recipe um, uh, fulfillment um, kind of race where you have four of these top down looking graphics of these lattes that have these awesome looking latte designs and if I mean, if people can do this, wow. Um, and on the bottom, there'll be a configuration of uh, easy sets of dice to accomplish for, you know, a two dice combination, like a four and a three, that's worth two points. Um, and the, all those kind of dynamics of two dice, three dice, four dice for two, three, four, and five points, where each cup represents kind of a, a competition as to um, who can on their... Uh, you have five dice and you throw the dice and it's basically you get to decide where they go very much like Las Vegas, very much like roll for it. Um, it's based when I looked at this and I played this, it's um, the first thing I thought was it's roll for it with a theme. And there's these barista bonus cards that kind of bump it up a little, break the rules and 
turn certain dice oh, into nice. wild dice. And uh, it's a it's a race to 20 points, I think. Yeah. And it plays fast. And there's a solo mode. So I'm sold. Um, yeah, I played it a couple times. And here's the best part, because um, both Ian and Ryan know that I'm pretty much the only one in the household that plays board games. I had it set up, and the just the look of it attracted both um, my daughter and my, my wife. And they're like, well, what is this? And of course, once I started talking, they're like, no, 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 no. I don't want to play. I just want to see what it is. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun with it, and um, I, I think uh, I think a lot of people should pay attention to this. So, it, how many coffee games do you own now? Holy crap! I've got okay. There's this one. I have coffee roaster. I have, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Ah, that's, that's a, like that's like yeah, that's what John does for a living, right there. Oh, coffee really? roaster. Yeah. yeah, it's the bag. It's the bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one's just yeah. I think uh, um, I played Quacks of Quiddlingburg or whatever it is. And I like this bag builder better than that one. So mm. as far as coffee roaster goes. But I was talking a lot to a throwdown. Um, I want to play this one with four people because I think it would be a, uh, a highly caffeinated fight for, for, you know, fulfilling those recipes and scoring those points fast. So, yeah. Interesting. Cool. That's when the pandemic's done. When we can, you know. Not, not having drink, drink coffee together. Yeah, well, drink coffee together in proximity without the use of bubble wrap or saran wrap, just to you know, yeah. no droplets. Maybe be John John Travolta, Bubble Boy. Yeah, yeah, we do those big bouncy round things. I would love to just like, yeah, I look like uh, Big Hero Six going out for a coffee. Uh, <laughs> Ian, what do you got going on? I finally got Marvel Champions back to the table. Woo! Yay! And right, and, and you get crushed. You you were you were messaging me during this game. I was. Uh, we decided to play the Ultron. I don't know what do you call them scenario. Anyway, we fought Ultron. And do you, hey, do you do you guys play Marvel Champions, John and Matt? I, do. I haven't. No, I, I haven't do. played it yet. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the game's <Yeah>. awesome. <clears throat> it's, are you talking about the original set right now? You're at the base set Ultron, yeah. I think. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh. I don't know what I'm doing still with this game. (laughs) But it's fun. I I was playing as Thor. My wife was playing as Iron Man. And according to Ryan, Thor should have had no problems. But Thor got destroyed. He got overwhelmed by minions and crushed. He gets like Uh, so powerful with minions around him. And when he's engaged with minions. I don't know what to tell you. Thor sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was destroyed pretty early on. And so... Ian just kind of sat there and watched Kimberly play. And she, because <laughs> I was like, oh, what do you do when a player's eliminated? Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you sit there and watch. So we found that rule out. And she was Iron Man and she was doing pretty good for a while, but eventually we were overwhelmed by Ultron. I think, because this is only my second game. And according to Ryan, I should have you know, gradually moved up the scenarios a little bit more <laughs> rather than just like, hey, Ultron's cool. Let's try this. Ultron is one of them. Yeah, he's the one. He's the, I think he's the most difficult out of the base box. Yeah. Yeah. He can run on yeah. you fast. How does he compare to Green Goblin? Because I do have the Green Goblin set. Should I be playing that first? Hmm. Honestly, because what did you say? This was only your second time playing? 
This is the only yeah. second time playing. You should probably just play Rhino a few times just and so try different get, heroes, try, yeah. And and try, just try out the different heroes so you can finally get get what like a hero is supposed to do and how how a hero runs. Like Iron Man's all about like the, he starts off weak, but you have to power him up with all of his upgrades and stuff like that. And Thor is all about. Oh, I haven't played Thor for in a while, but I know a it lot about dying card. easily. That's what I found. Out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Rhino's a good punching bag, right? I mean, you could—he's a good a sparring opponent, and to try out all these different hero combinations. Okay, I'll just go back to the Rhino then. Yeah. No, don't don't feel mm. like you're. You know, it's like oh, hey. I'd climb too fast. Ian, Ian, I'll give you. I'll give you a pro tip. I'll give you a pro okay. tip. Even though I haven't played it in like about a year. <laughs> just look through the deck and try and create a strategy with the cards you see it's just like magic right because there's different combos in there and then just try and cheat your way to get those strategies going right away i can cheat too. That, that yeah there be... you go when you cheat yeah. then you'll you'll be winning trust me <laughs> cheating usually works to win yeah. that's like that's like read it, read the last chapter and then go back and start because <laughs> ian this this is like this is like your first foray into these types of games right like you weren't you weren't like a Magic the Gathering player or a card right. game player mm. or anything. So this is like your first foray. Like I was like a Magic guy, a Dragon Ball Super and all these things, Arkham Horror. And they, so I like I kind of like know what to kind of start looking for, everything like that. And it only just gets with experience. Like if you play this enough times, you'll you'll start understanding like, oh, okay, I have to like flip back and forth between hero and alter yeah. ego oftentimes. And just recover and yeah, oh, we'll you, 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 you had comment you had you had you had comments about the boost icons though because you, yeah. you you felt you felt like the, the boost icons were just kind of like an unnecessary punishment. Yes, that's <laughs> exactly right. Well, I do wonder if when you're learning, should you just ignore them? Like they they do seem they like they add just a little extra difficulty. That's yeah. They, they, what they add is like the uncertainty of how bad that bad guy's gonna punch you right. or how bad he's gonna actually like scheme against you type of thing so yeah uh, we, uh. we always play games wrong and i'm pretty sure i did not use the boost icons my first games and i just <laughs> yeah. and i destroyed rhino like i destroyed him so that's a very good tip <laughs> okay. this episode of cardboard conjecture is probably sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We're going to go into topics. And uh, this is the first time we do this because it was one of those uh, caffeinated ideas that popped into my head. And I texted Ryan and Ryan's like, yeah, that's a good idea. And what it is, is uh, it's called the hype train. And, and uh, the, the purpose of it is because of the volume of games that come out, and this is just from me looking at my own library going, hey, what do I want to play tonight? There's so many games that are coming out that a lot of the classics are just left on the shelf and need to be played because they are, you know, the penultimate of, you know, this game or that game. Or that, uh, you know, a game that's two years old 
just got overshadowed by you know the big the big Kickstarter hype or or the big Simon game that's out lately, um, or you know you can oh, keep yeah you I can, was just forgetting about it. <laughs> you could you could you could keep triggering all of these 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 you know uh, um, big overshadowing entities when when even like an un uh, you know, uh, a small publishing company title needs to have some love. So I thought, let's call let's let's call this the hype train, and let's invite people over to tell uh, to sell us on uh, on a game that that we need to pay more attention to and and gots to have more love. So the uh, and the what I like about this one is the guests come on and don't tell us what game it is because um, uh, with three teachers. If we know stuff ahead of time, we're going to start researching it. And I, I want it to be like a opening up a oh, Christmas present. You, you have time to do research? <laughs> wow. Okay. Googling, Googling Jake, while your kids are having temper tantrums. I'm calling that research. <laughs> JK. So, um, Ryan, why don't you introduce our, our guests? So, our first guests for the first ever hype train are going to be our good friends from the what you've been playing Wednesday podcast, regular contributors. We got Matt and John from Friday night. Games. How's it going? <laughs> How's it going everyone? <laughs> All right. Thanks for having so, us on the show, man. This is awesome. I can't wait to uh, throw a game at you. You guys, cool, yeah, pretty fun. And it was also uh, it, it served the hype train served two points was um, one to you know give the but also um, uh, to have to have a lot of the of the community that we're starting to create together on and actually see see faces. I mean, again, it's you know COVID, but you guys are on the other side of the country, so this is this is a okay for me. So wh- whoever of the two of you want to start off, I'm going to get my BGG page ready here. And uh, and uh, get that title ready because here's your objective. Um, by the time this episode's over, we want to get Ryan to say, "Okay, I just bought this." Why me? <laughs> because you're the. I e- may, I may or may not have Amazon open right now too. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Acquisition Disorder himself. Uh, all right, gentlemen, take it away. Uh, oh man, John, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go uh, first? You know what? Uh, I'll get mine out of the way because you probably uh, Matt. Matt didn't tell me what game he chose either, so what, oh, cool. what he has is a complete surprise to me as well. So there is no way you chose the game I chose. <laughs> and don't but, you guys uh, have a, sh- a shtick about who can go like old the older game? Like who can go deeper into the classics? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think the game I chose is necessarily one that's overlooked but I don't think it's everyone's number one choice to play Ooh, on board okay. game night. Okay. Um, I chose this game because it's, uh, it's, a, it, uh, the series is something that my wife and I really enjoy playing oh, it's together. An IP. It's an IP. Okay. Um, and so the, the specific game I chose is one to four players. Um, it takes about four hours to play but it can be broken up in, in two separate parts. Uh, each has its own challenges. And the description is uh, gloomy vaults lie the, under the city of lights. The catacombs of Paris swallow the light secrets and apparently also people. After the mysterious disappearance of a friend in the catacombs, 
players embark on a mysterious search through the underground labyrinth. So the players are working together to solve puzzles and riddles to continue to move throughout the game. Um, you're going to need a ton of time, patience to finish the game, but it's so rewarding. Um, you can only play the game once. And the game I chose is the hardest of the series. Um, but I do recommend you play some of the others to kind of get a general idea of what you need to do. Um, I really enjoy them because I enjoy solving puzzles, uh, especially in the moment and you're under a time constraint as well, because the faster you solve uh, the puzzle, you the higher points you get. Um, but there's hint cards you can use throughout the game and I prefer not to try not to use any of them because yeah. you lose points if you use them. Um, so the game that I chose is Exit the Game, uh, Catacombs of Horror. Nice. Okay. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm I, I, had a, I had a feeling. <laughs> 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 had a feeling. I bust a bit like the first time. <clears throat> I wasn't really sold on those games when we started playing games originally. But then uh, you kind of got me to play one of them. I can't remember which one. Which one did you get me to play again, John? It was. Uh, well, we played uh, the House of Riddles together, right? And then I made you buy um, Murder on the Orient Express, right? Which almost ended my marriage, but <laughs> we had a lot of fun playing. <laughs> okay, yeah, Exit is. I love those games. They're they're fantastic. Yeah, and the yeah that Catacomb one is neat because it's the it's the two parter. So what what made you pick that one over the other ones? Um. Like, like I said, it's the hardest one. It's the most challenging. Um, I feel like when I solved it, it was the most rewarding uh, of the of the games that I played. Um, and my wife and I did it in one go. So we played it um, for like four and a half hours one night. Um, oh, and wow. uh, we sort of we sort of skipped over like the natural ending of the first part, and we we're just like, yeah, whatever, we'll keep going. Uh, and we had just a ton of fun playing it, and it actually was like super, super challenging because, you know, once you start playing them more and more often, you sort of get the gist of how these games work. But this one just like throws you for a loop um, and stuff that you would normally look for just isn't where you would look for it and stuff like that. So I know exactly what you're talking about because we regularly play some of these exit games. And one of the first things that my wife likes to do um, I don't know if this is a spoiler for exit games or not. I, I, I spoiler skip, <laughs> skip forward 30 seconds. But as soon as I crack the cellophane on it, the first thing that my wife does is dumps it out and then she starts examining the box. Yep. That every single, every single time she's like, I think there's something right here. We're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be looking at this. And I'm like, I'm just like, just, just, just let it, just let it fall. But, but look at this. No, like yeah. these things are lining up just perfectly. I'm like, Oh, okay. Do the brands, <laughs> Do the Incas Marcus brand, do they still design all of them or, or has has like a design team nope, taken they're over? All, they're all uh, Marcus and Inca. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Their brains are in a groove then. Now, I'm going to admit, I haven't played any of the exits and I have, I think it's the first one. The ha Is it the Haunted Cabin or something like that? The Abandoned Cabin. The Abandoned Cabin. Yeah, I have that one That's sitting That's a good there. starter one, I think. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the one I started one with, yeah. Now... I Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say uh, the abandoned cabin is still one of my favorite okay. um, scenarios. It is one of my first ones, but I still remember that one had some cool, like, oh my goodness moments. 
type types of things uh, associated with it. So that, that's definitely a, a fun one. Now, mm-hmm. John, with all of the other escape room in a box games, what's what different? Like, why is the exit series better? Um, For you, at least. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've played any of the other ones, so I can't really compare. No, I'm interjecting. You you have. You played on lock. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. I played on lock. Yeah, sorry. I forgot. I forgot because it's not memorable. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I thought like we. I played two unlock games. Um, one I found very easy and underwhelming. Um, and then I played the Wizard of Oz one, which was, it was challenging. But at, at the same time, it, it didn't give me that like I'm not gonna solve this, and it's and it's making me mad. Like I just I knew I would eventually solve mm-hmm. everything. Um, the exit games they really make you question how you solve problems, um, and especially as you get into the more difficult ones, the the answers aren't clear, right? So it's it racks your brain, makes you scratch your head a little bit sometimes, you know. I want to use a card and my wife's like, no, or the, you know, the other <laughs> way around. And, uh, I, I think, I just think they're more challenging and okay. the other, and the other game, the unlock games I find maybe cater to a younger audience more so than, uh, than not. So, okay. Sure. So this is the yeah. more elite level. I guess so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause really essentially now I'm going to ask you, do you like the ones that, are like the the linear progression where it's like you have to solve this page before you flip or do you rather play the ones where it's like you have to try to find which page and which things do you have to be able to put together for the puzzle which ones do you prefer uh i prefer the ones where you're flipping through and looking for the puzzles but the linear ones are okay um i think i might have liked it better if i started with those ones and move like naturally progress from easy level to the difficult ones. But I started with, I think with the abandoned cabin. And then I think my third or fourth one was like the sunken treasure, which is a level two. So I was kind of like, well, this is lame as I go <laughs> through it. But then I played um, the haunted roller coaster, which is a level two. And I had a ton of fun with that one. Oh yeah. I remember the haunted roller coaster. That was a great, that was a great one. Yeah. Well, so, Ian, which one, which of the exit ones did you review? Uh, I've done quite a few. I've talked about the haunted roller coaster before. Yeah. I might have talked about this one. I can't remember because we played this couple months ago as well, and we did the kind of the same thing you did, John, where we uh, just went through the whole thing, and because <laughs> yeah. we weren't really sure where the stopping point was. Yeah, same, same here. It was already kind of yeah, yeah, and so we just played it through. Did we, you? Did, I think we had like ten help cards or something. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. Did you find John? Did you find one half um, more challenging than the other half for this person for this particular scenario? Uh, if I remember, I think the first half was a little bit more challenging, and then I think like the last puzzle was kind of challenging. Um, if If I'm remembering correctly, the one with the prop. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That one was that so was that, that 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 was by far the 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 best and the craziest puzzle in the series so far. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this to John, but anybody can answer this. Um, so exit. There's a few. I think, man, probably close to ten versions of it now, or different scenarios. 
Now here's Over the question. <laughs> okay, well then here's Tons. then this is more this is very significant. Is it a razor's edge of formulaic design to creative? Like I mean, if they're cranking these out, there's got to be some some base structure, and then they're branching off with these different ideas that you can like you Ryan you said with the box. All of a sudden, okay, at some point they're going to start to like you know start to just be a production line and churn out the same thing with a different theme. And to me, that would be, you know, uh, that would be the end of it. Right. Cause it's just at like, at jump at the shark, for right? me, I don't know. I'll, I'll let, I'll let John help me out here, but from, I've felt that the puzzles have all been different and unique enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Every scenario, like if they, if they, if they do use a prop or they do use the box or something like that, it's always in a different way. There's, there's always okay. they've always uniquely came up come up with something something else. Yeah, it's pretty impressive actually the way that they're able to find something new all the time. Yeah, like I don't I I don't think I've seen anything used twice. No. Okay, that's a good at sign. all. So yeah, like I like you know if they use the box, it's it's used in different ways and stuff like that. So and this one's got those three little colored skulls. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to throw those in my Zulkin now. <laughs> Add them to the Zulkin skulls. I, I wanted to make dice out of them somehow. So <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like it too. Because some of the games too have come with um, extra components that never get used during the gameplay, but then it says afterwards, "Hey, look! Now you've got a small. De- you win this small deck of cards that you now play this little mini game with." And everything like that and we're like because we were analyzing the one game we were analyzing those components we're like ever use these what is going on and then all of a sudden it was like oh oh okay they're That's meta messing with you yeah let's just throw should... something random in the box and just completely obliterate their reality That's what, i was just gonna say they should add like all sorts of things you don't use and then you have like no idea what you're doing yeah yeah it's, that's, that's yeah. got to be the next step yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, did you hear about the next ones that are coming out that are um, like puzzles in them, like jigsaw puzzles? Oh, yeah, I've seen them. I'm quite interested and in see what yeah, those are too. about. Should be yeah, because cool. they got one coming up with it has like they say it's four mini jigsaw puzzles that contain clues or are puzzles themselves. And I was like, give me take my money right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next one would be a uh, just a box with instructions because then they would tell you to go to all the other past games and read, you know, segments off of that one. <laughs> there, there, There is one that tells you to keep a certain page from one of the books. It's like, oh, you're going to need this in a future adventure. But oh, I don't I think got I, that one yet. I don't think I've seen or it might have come out. I don't think I've played it. And I can't remember which ones I've played, which ones I haven't, because I haven't really kept track of it. Um, so we still have the page, but we've yet to use it. So... <laughs> <laughs> so out and of I, all the I, th- oh go ahead ryan go ahead no, no, I was like, um there because i like it how they have the easter eggs too because if you there i remember there was one if you actually paid attention to reading the rule book they actually gave you like the the solution to the first puzzle <laughs> as reading the rule book and then we sat there and we spent like i don't know 10 minutes around what does this even mean and somebody's fate well, did we miss something is there a setup missing they're like oh guys here's the answer <laughs> as far as uh, as far as themes go, have they have they like retreaded anything else, or are they? I mean, are they are they hitting pretty good 
interesting topics? So far, it's all been pretty interesting. I think uh, I think the one I dislike the most is probably the sunken treasure, but um, I haven't. I haven't seen anything like repetitive at all. And I think that I think each theme fits very well with the game. And uh, I think catacombs of horror is kind of, it just is like the, uh, like the, the epilogue of the games, I guess Uh, just sort of, it's everything that you've played before built Mm -hmm. up in this giant, exciting game. The arc finishes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it, they've done other things but uh it was just sort of like a pinnacle point in their in their game design i think and it was really it was really well done cool yeah and have you ever been to the catacombs of paris i haven't but i'm it's, super interested and it's incredibly uh, creepy yeah and it made me want to watch that movie like as a as above so below or something like that which which was like a found footage movie that took place there so well, they do say that there's like 30 kilometers worth under the city and they only let the public into the first kilometer. Crazy. And so there's like, it's a big thing to like try to sneak in to see all the rest. It's pretty wild. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Um, well, any, any kind of closing? See, I want to, I want to do this exit. This, this first one I have here that's been sitting for years. But for me, yeah. it's, for me, it comes down to, like, is this one of these games? Because, I mean, I, uh, with, with kids, right? It's like you start something and, oh, I got to stop and go take care of something. Can you hit pause or is it one of those things where it's like... It's just, you just have a timer, so just pause the timer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought for a second there, it's like that you lose momentum or, you you know, it's like you, you're, your working just- memory just trickles away and you can't remember just do what makes you happy (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go to the last card i win (laughs) here's the answer found it in the end um cool well anything closing jonathan i would just say if you haven't played any of the exit games try at least one out um you know i would i would recommend if you're gonna start somewhere i would say start with the abandoned cabin if you want something a little bit easier uh, the haunted roller coaster, but uh, I do think the Catacombs of Horror is is the best one that I've played so far. So, and the price point very, is good, right? Very epic in scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all like uh, the, the 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 Catacombs of Horror. I think is like twenty five dollars. Yeah. I paid for a Canadian, and the other ones are like twelve, fifteen dollars. <laughs> That's so. like that's like what a pack of smokes lately or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so joking. I don't know what's going. On. Don't smoke. Don't smoke. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably cut that out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. I can switch it over to Simon Kickstarter. Stop. <laughs> All right. Sh- I shed that shade over there to Ryan. Uh, okay. All right. Let's move it on. Part two. Mm, is this me? Matt, is that my cue? What has your, Matt got? What has Matt got? Because I'm going to... Oh. Let me get the I-beam in the search window here. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay so mine, um, I have to mention another game to mention my game. So there's a little bit of game inception going on here. Go. I hope, I hope well, everyone's okay with that. Spinning top. I don't know. I don't know if my brain can handle this, but let's go. <laughs> okay. So the first... Okay. So the game that comes from this game... Um, 
I'm sure you've heard of Cranium. Mm-hmm. All of you heard of Cranium, right? So yep. if if listeners don't know because it's so old and I'm we're, and I'm old, um, basically it's a game of like trivia. There's like acting and sculpting and humming, and there's like word games. It's basically Trivial Pursuit with you know less heart, right? <laughs> so it's an easier version of Trivial Pursuit. But that's not the game I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about the game called Scriblish. Have you ever heard of Scriblish? No. No. Oh, man. Okay. So it is made by Cranium. Um, It is a party game. I think it's from like three to six, maybe. Um, So anyway, so the whole idea is that you have like a scroll and everyone starts off with the card and on the card, there is like a phrase. And you put the phrase onto your scroll. Okay. You scroll it up. You roll the dice. The dice tells you where to pass your scroll to. The next person gets to draw. So they look at the phrase, and then they have to draw what they read. Then they roll it up again. You roll the dice. You pass it around. The next person doesn't look at what the, what the first person wrote. They look at just the picture, and they have to try and guess the phrase. And then this goes on maybe like two or three more times and it, by far what at the end of it it's like a game of telephone right you know someone has a phrase someone draws a picture someone has a phrase someone draws a picture someone has a phrase someone draws a picture and then finally you're like did the who has the funniest role from picture to phrase it is a very simple <laughs> hilarious game uh, it plays well with kids. It plays well with families. It plays well drunk. It plays well, <laughs> uh, like, if you're not there. Like, you could play it over, over. what are we on, Zoom? You could play it over Zoom. It is, it is a ton of fun. I think it's from, like, 2008 also. And it actually holds, it's pretty dear to my heart. Um, before I started getting into gaming the way I am now, that game was introduced to me and my wife and a bunch of our friends. And... We just had so much fun playing it. It was just like phenomenal. I cannot recommend it enough. Although I will admit it does kind of wear on you. Like after about 30 minutes of playing it, you're just like, okay, I get it. We're all drawing inappropriate pictures (laughs) from the original picture. You know, we get it, Matt. Stop drawing those pictures. It's a rocket ship. I know this game is a different game. Oh really? Like I know it as telestrations. Yeah, it's it's very similar to telestrations, but it, it okay. It, so it's, it's the game that got introduced to me like after right. my wife's family actually plays a lot of cranium. Um or at least they used to when mm-hmm. we when we first started dating in the, you know, uh early 2000s. And then um this game got introduced to us because at her parties or my parties we would play cranium or tri- or trivia pursuit and someone's like, "Hey, we should play this." I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, we should." We well, should play this. And I mean, the Cranium itself, again, I'm going to mention that there were teachers, and, uh, but Cranium um, exercises all of the uh, um, learning and, and uh, creative areas, right? I mean, there's writing, there's speech, there's, uh, yeah. So this, I mean, this, <laughs> this looks cool. And I can see where you're saying to the point where um, it, it's sort of like enough cotton candy kind of gives you a headache, right? So it's just sort of like, it's it's perfect for what it's designed to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's more of an activity yeah. and a very casual game. But uh yeah, we had a we had a ton of fun playing. I'm looking it, at so. some of the uh some of the pictures and it's kind of like 
I could see Ian where you mentioned telestrations too, because of that whole medium of communication through. Uh, <laughs> well, if you, Im- I was gonna say images, but for some people, it'd be like um, uh, writing lines where you, while you're getting attacked by somebody or something. <laughs> <laughs> The, compo- the components of this are actually really quite neat. I'm looking at the pictures of these scrolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah how, just- how do they work physically? Like, do, do those scrolls work well? Yeah, they actually work really well. You just, the paper goes in and you just wind it up. And it feeds it's out like, nicely, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's awesome. It's actually, it has like pretty decent components. I think it came with like pencils. What games come with pencils these days, right? So it came with pencils. Not enough games come with pencils. <laughs> Erase. I think I had an eraser. Like that's pretty rare, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but really cool. No, this game's really cool. I like yeah, the fact I, that. I, 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 oh, sorry. Go. No, go, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was gonna say, and it has it has the dice where you said it's gonna which direction um, you pass your scroll to. So it's like it's not it's not like clockwise where you can actually like predict what, what how how yeah. like when you have to wind it back. It, it's, right. Yeah. That you pay attention to it. The dice has like left, right, and then scramble. Scramble, everyone throws their scroll in the middle and you just grab a random one, which which you could be like, oh, I want to grab that one again because I'm going to draw. I know exactly what I need to draw, right? But I've got all these Freudian jokes. I can't say them because we have to be appropriate. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're, 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 we're not on the dice tower. We don't That's have true. to abide okay, by Okay, so any- like a lot of trains <laughs> and tunnels. And, yeah. I'm pretty sure the Canadian laws are pretty like lenient, right? I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a We don't like life. violence. There's yeah, no, no violence in my pictures. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah, drive-by wedgies. That's it. <laughs> um, uh, the I think what I what I'm I'm digging too about this game is just in the description of it or the like how how we're talking about it it has it has um like no rules in order to confine you to as to how you want to do this right i mean the, the freedom of expression i guess i mean where some games you, like with the gmt not to you know not to poo poo on gmt but it's it's like it's like reading a a repair manual for a, an aircraft right um, where sometimes you just want to have your frontal lobe just start to giggle. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge from right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape's escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. Yeah, and one of the, I guess one of the cool things is you, you can get into it really quick, right? Like I literally explained the instructions to, to all of us and we could just play it right now. Like it, it was that easy to understand. We, on that episode of uh, teaching methods and learning styles, that's my wife saying it's like, okay, well, let's play a game. Okay, well, this game is enough with the rules. Let's go. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't even see the title yet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I see how this can appeal to people that just want to have a break from the monotony to create yeah, and- more chaotic monotony. <laughs> 
it definitely appeals to my wife. My wife is not like I have a hard time getting her to play anything with me. Mm-hmm. So getting her to just play that with me is amazing. Awesome. Um, but you do need three. You do need three people though, because you need to pass it around. But cool. Yeah. At, and I would did, say probably even four. Yeah. Like yeah. Three would even be kind of tough. Three is three is a little tough because you kind of know what's being passed around. But yeah, four. I actually we played it with like eight or nine. You just don't have enough scrolls. It's yeah. just you just every time it's scramble. You just try and grab a scroll in the middle. So <laughs> it'd be like That's playing good. spoons or something like that. <laughs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> yeah. Actually, another another cool thing about it is we actually saved all our pictures. Uh, I could dig it out, but I don't know if you guys want me to. But we literally have like all these different games we played and all the different outcomes and stuff. Turn it into wallpaper in your game room. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. Nice. Right on. Cranium. Scriblish. Because, you know... Might might be in my Amazon cart. My, <laughs> and I'm and I'm thinking too because uh, um, the uh, I don't know if it was on the thread that I think it was Dyson Dragons that mentioned about uh, coming up with games to play with kids and and as uh, you know young families coming up and I mean what kid doesn't like to you know scribble? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Cool. I think I think maybe maybe eight. Eight-year-olds probably be, well, would be the best for it. It says uh, on the box here says eight and up. Yeah. Boom! I didn't even read the box. Yeah. There no, you yeah, go. I'm looking at the box cover. <laughs> eight and up plays twenty minutes. Uh, four to six players. I can see this being yeah, like like three players that would be like, okay, I know what you're gonna draw. <laughs> Just put this on the end of it, and then you don't even have to pass it to me, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think Cranium's got a few, like a line of these types of games, right? Like they've kind of branched off into. Uh, I think I was reading like today I was, I was catching up just to kind of uh, get ready for this. Um, I think they're, they're done. I don't think they make anything anymore from what I was oh, reading, really? but yeah. Well, the, um, I, and this is Hasbro. So yeah, Hasbro took it over. Yeah. Oh, you know what? They must've just acquired Cranium Inc. Cranium Inc. So I don't, I don't know. I think they still make Cranium. Don't if, I think it's still it's, it. well, so it's, it's an evergreen title, game. man. Like I still see it on the shelves. Go to your local chapters. Do you guys have chapters? In, uh... I think we have in, Indigo. We have Indigo. Indigo. Okay, yeah, okay, Indigo, yeah. yeah. So Indigo would sell it probably. I always thought it was a Canadian thing, but it's definitely not. It was made by two uh, Microsoft developers, former Microsoft employees. Cool. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Imperial Pursuit's Canadian. I know that. That's what I've heard too. Mm-hmm. I also heard it was stolen, so maybe they don't want to give us Canadians credit for <laughs> well, the, it. The know. one thing I heard was that True. the what was stolen were the definitions from somebody's uh, encyclopedia that they wrote. Right. So that's Can you what, steal knowledge. Is that well? If it's a pu- <laughs> like if it's a published encyclopedia, um, and it was, and some of the segments were like word for word taken from this book. So again, yeah. And that, you know what? And that's what I love about the title of our podcast. It's just conjecture. I, I can't, I can't substantiate that claim. I don't. I'm just, I'm just sitting here. And I was going to say, I'm learning so much. I, I'm, I'm certain, so not cultured. Yeah. Well, I remember we talked about that on one of our podcasts, that, that exact thing. And uh, the, the person who wrote the encyclopedia wrote false yeah. information in it. Was that so you guys? That's how he caught it. Yeah. Okay. That was you guys. Hey, that's proof I listen to you guys. <laughs> hey! John, we got one of our five listeners right here. We got Norm. 
Okay, I downloaded it on two devices, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, that counts. Okay. That counts. Still counts. Still counts. It's, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I just looked up. I just looked up Cranium on BGG. <laughs> of course, you did. They've got a whole bunch of games. Okay. They've got Car- Cranium Caribou, Kedu. Oh, that's right. Ziggity, the younger version stuff. Hullabaloo. Woo-noo, like these are some names. These are what are, what are these? What are these games? I don't know. Zuarika. <laughs> wow, there's yeah, there is a lot of different cranium games. A balloon lagoon. I want to play that one. That one sounds fun. <laughs> no, I I just ordered cranium. I reordered cranium inks games on Board Game Geek mm-hmm. from like um by a year, and it looks like the last game by Cranium Inc. was Cranium Brain Breaks in 2010. And then two under that, 2009, is Scriblish. So I wonder if they, like, do anything with the license anymore. Huh. This is so cool. We're going down our rabbit hole live on air, (laughs) folks. (laughs) If you you just hear breathing and clicking, it's because we're we're exploring. Um, It's just just five minutes of... Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot oh, of- oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So now I just found the one that you found, Ian. So you're right. Cranium sculpted it, Cranium Dark. So 2017, 2016. But then 209. So really, they've only made like two things in the last, you know, I don't know. Cool. What year is it? 12, 13 years? Well, they did a, they did a well. What year is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Count. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> All right. Good pick. Good Yay. Picks, you guys. I love it. Well, thank you so much, guys, for the inaugural episode of the All Aboard for the Hype Train. <laughs> doot, doot. No, actually we, should, we, we, actually, we should get the guests to do the woo-woo part. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> John. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys just created tradition. There we go. Awesome. There we go. Awesome, yeah. Thank somewhere. you for having us on, man. This was a lot of fun. So oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're Absolutely. looking forward to having uh, the three of you on our secret project. Shh, don't tell anyone yet. Quiet, eh? Secret secret project coming. That's okay. Nobody nobody listens to this show anyway, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the only two listeners we have are on the show right now. So hey. <laughs> Well, um, if you've uh, gotten to this point, we always say thank you for listening. And uh, I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ziggity Zorika Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Hullabaloo Conga Ian. Oh my. We're all cranium names. I I don't want to be Canadian, but I am going to say sorry for that. Um, (laughs) And we're going to again thank uh, Matt and John for Friday Night Games for coming on, and we'll catch you later. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek Guild number 3039.